At the end of each week, I will sit and contemplate, what did I think about this week? What insights am I having in my marriage? What grabbed my attention in pop culture? What new mommy moments did I experience? Whatever makes my highlight reel at the end of the week is going to be a part of the discussion. Join me. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello. You are tuned into another episode of What Did I Think About This Week? I am your host, Janine, and I am thrilled to have you all here back with me checking in to the podcast. I appreciate everybody tuning in for the first time, for the second time, for the 50th time, whatever time it is for you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, This week, I have a special set of guests. I have from a previous episode, you've already met him, Dwayne, aka Highlight Reel. Yeah, and someone new to the show, Miss Shay. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with me and sipping on mimosas, and we're going to talk some stuff. (laughs) So, Shay, um, where are you from? Are you from here? Uh, Originally, I was born in Georgia, but um, I'm an Army brat, so... Kind of traveled everywhere from Germany, Texas. I mainly grew up Virginia and Florida. Okay. So, yeah, you're from all over the place. I love it. That's why I tell people. Yeah. Where are you from? Everywhere. Right. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. I hope everybody has had a good week. Did you have a good week this week? I know Dwayne just came from a from a low-key traumatizing experience at work. Boy. Yeah, we had a week. I'm glad we made it. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So, we're going to get into what did I think about this week. But before we do, quick word from our sponsors. Hello, everyone. It's Jeff Payton from Scizor Hair Salon in Buckhead. Listen, calling to wish you all a very, very bright and happy day and invite you to the salon for a wonderful summer hairdo. Respect Jeff, I mean, I specialize in hair color, cutting. Uh, keratin treatments, relaxers, you name it. We have the whole spectrum in our salon. So come see me. I can be reached at 216-413-8711. Again, that number's 216-413-8711. And the location is at 2980 Grandview Avenue. That's 2980 Grandview Avenue, right in the heart of Buckhead. Come sit, enjoy, have a glass of wine, even have some food hors d'oeuvres. We're looking forward to servicing you. Come see me soon. All right. So what did I think about this week? Social media gave us something else to debate about this week when there was literal discussions on whether or not you wash your legs in the shower. Did y'all see this? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the fact that we have to have a real debate about this is ridiculous. But now I feel like... I got to side-eye people because there's literal people mm. who feel like they don't have to wash their legs or feet. Right. Taylor Swift said that when she shaves her legs, she doesn't use soap because shaving cream is the same as soap. Um, so, yeah. So, where where do y'all stand in, in, in that debate? I hope you wash your legs. <laughs> right. I was confused as to why that was a conversation. I was like, why? Like, right. are we talking about this? Right. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. It was weird. It well, I mean, as a guy, I mean, you know, we we shower, so you know, you already know that's automatic on washing. I would hope that's kind of like you know, I mean, I don't know who, 
Right. I feel like legs is a duh, but one part that I know that a lot of people miss is like behind the ears, especially for women, because like we're trying to like not wet our hair. So everything is like splashing on the face. So sometimes you forget the back of your ears, but like your legs, come on, fam. I'm going to need you to wash your legs. Right. Agreed. Yeah, they were like, I know on the one show I saw, they were talking about between your toes and people had to get up and demonstrate like. We went from the debate on whether or not we should wash chicken to now, do we have to wash our legs? This is fucking ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah, I just want to say thank God for the puberty stages. Because <laughs> that was pretty much when my uncle and them was just like, all right, hygiene. Now it's time to have that little talk about hygiene, personal hygiene. Yeah. Like, Yo, make sure you getting all of this and all of this and all of that. And all of that as well. Okay, they just get in there. All right, I got you. And some people was like they don't use soap or um, washcloths. It's just like what the what what are you doing in there? <laughs> what, what are we using? Uh, yeah, or they feel that they don't have to shower every day. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's no, 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 definitely. I just want everybody to practice. <laughs> <laughs> productive hygiene habits. Please shower every day. It is important to use soap and please wash your legs and your feet. What about that, you know, that deodorant with what what, what got no um it's not no towel. Whatever that deodorant is like a natural Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also keep in mind, I understand everybody is trying to be like natural and organic, but let me tell you something. Tom's Organic does not save a lot of y'all, okay? You still be out here musty as hell. Like, I need you to do whatever works for your body type and those chemicals that are running through your body, okay? Do not let the Old Spice commercials fool you, fellas, please. All right, we, we got out of that in high school with the whole body spray thing. Oh, and the acts right. like spraying, spraying over <laughs> funk? Yeah, yeah we don't do that. Work. Ladies don't like that. And cologne is definitely not a substitute either, so... Right. I will say this though. I walked past somebody spraying Axe one day. I was like, damn, that smells nice. Like, I'm not, but definitely like bathe first. Yeah. But I will say that sometimes Axe smells kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do what they can sometimes. Yeah, they you know. Flavors, but. They have their flavors. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's funny. All right, yeah, so please shower and wash every part of your body. Um, another thing on social media was there was a viral video of a mom who went up to her kid's school and basically went to all of her classes and like addressed the bullies. And um, the, the mom apparently got uh, kicked off of campus or she can't come back on campus because of that situation. Um, I am her and she is me and I wish somebody might try my child. Point blank, period. How do y'all feel about that? I mean... I mean, I dealt with that because I had, you know, a child, and, you know, and went through the process of the whole bullying thing. And yeah. Honestly, I really feel like the school system doesn't really address it. Like they kind of try to, like when you when you are a parent, you're trying to address it. They're kind of like, oh, well, you know, X, Y, and Z, and oh, I think they kind of, you know, they kind of. Yeah. And I think that's why we have a lot of shootings and things in the school because yeah, yeah. it's not really, it's not taken as seriously as it should be. It's not, or they try to pull the card of, well, we can't control what happens off of school property which is true but at this point inside of the social media age like they're tweeting in class they are posting in class and it's like a different level of bullying so if my kid decides to punch this kid's face because of the bullying my child gets kicked out when she's defending herself so as a mom i rocks with it she was like listen if anybody has a problem you can send your mom your auntie your cousin to come see me i totally agree with it 
<laughs> Word is bond, son. Um, did y'all deal with bullies in school? And if you did, how did you handle it? Because the bullying back then is different than bullying now. Yeah. Scoot the yeah, mic well, over if you're going to talk. <laughs> All right, no lie. I mean, I had a little bullying uh, issue a couple times. Uh, probably this was like middle school and elementary school, really. Uh, and that was funny because I got a crazy aunt. Auntie Ra, shout out to Auntie Ra. Hey, Auntie Ra. She, she was always, out of all of my aunts, she was like the wild, crazy aunt, right? So she'd just be like, I remember one time she just bought me some boxing gloves. <laughs> and she was like, you know, I'm quoting LL Cool J, and I'm going to let you know that mama said knock you out. So <laughs> them boys and them girls at school trying you, well, more so the boys, not the girls. But you know, she was just like, they trying you, you know, better put these boxing gloves on, learn how to box. And go ahead and handle your business. You know, they'll know not to mess with you anymore. Right. But, you know, of course, now in this social media age, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like internet thugs more than anything. Yes. Like, they ain't really about what they say. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of just typing it from a keyboard to feel bigger and better. Uh, and so as a grown man who has dealt with some triggering situations. Uh, say, recently. Recently. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell y'all, um, humbly, man, just, just hey. Take them times to do how you need to do. Uh, just try to be safe in the process. Try to talk it out. And if it results to the old school way of, you know, like they said, go in the backyard and box it out or whatever, just don't go to jail, people. That's all I'll say. Just whatever you got to do. Don't yeah, please don't go to jail. Right. For sure. What What has your experience been with bullying? You said you do have a kid and they kind of went through the bullying or the bullying phase. How did you get them through that situation? Well, first I want to say, you know, Wayne over here, you ain't gonna do nothing because we on the internet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But um, I mean, I basically would go to the school, um, sit down with the counselors and teachers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it did get frustrating to the point where I just took him out of the school. Yeah. It's like they just kept me right around and like, oh, well, why don't you try this or oh, you know, this or that. And I felt like my son was, you know, basically bearing the bad end of the situation because it was like he's getting, you know, bullied. Yeah. Sorry about that, y'all. That's cool. <laughs> really. Right. And, um, but I didn't feel like, like I said, I didn't feel like it was taken seriously. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just had to take matters in my own hands and just go ahead and just take him out because it was constantly I'm coming to the school. And yeah. So are you a parent that's more like, hey, if there's issues, you should like talk it out and try to figure it out inside of like a nonviolent, peaceful way? Or are you like, yeah. whoop they ass if they keep messing with you? I mean, I'm, I think I am more peaceful. Now, if it, it would be different if I'm faced with the person right yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be a whole different story. But if yeah. like something happened, I have to come address it. Then it's kind of like, you know, you don't really, you're still upset, of course, but yeah. they can't tell you who because they're underage. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like, it's I like I don't really know where to start. Yeah. Right. I feel like I didn't deal with bullying too much. I feel like kids are just dickheads anyway. So there's just going to be like picking on and things like that, but nothing too crazy. But my dad would say if if anybody bothers you, you should fight them cuz like he oh, comes yeah. from like a different era, right? So each generation, you kind of set it up to where your kids don't have to go through the same difficulties you went through. So for my bullying, it never got to a point where I feel like, okay, I have to lay hands on anybody. So I was able to kind of just either not talk to that person or like just act like it wasn't happening and it just eventually fizzled away. So I'm interested to see what it's going to be like when Jade is in school because like my friend was telling me her kid is five and she like texts her 
like from iPads. So they're very much on social media early and they can talk to other people. So I don't know what it's going to be like by the time Jade hits school and what kind of bullying she's going to have to deal with. I want to say I'm going to be mature and nonviolent and <laughs> tell her to talk it out, but I just got to see. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, my dad said the same thing because he was in the army. He's like, yeah. Yeah, you better hit him back. Yeah, it was like even when I was confronted with that in school, I was never scared. I always confronted people, but it was weird. It was almost like angels around because I would have my friends. They would come up and be like, "You gonna fight her? You gonna fight us?" And I had some friends that was pretty. Nice, yeah. If you get around the good crowd, they don't fuck with you, yeah. And then my thing is, too, I think that a lot of the bullying that would happen when we were growing up was like a bunch of he say, she say. I don't care about you saying you don't like me enough to where I'm about to go fight you about it. Like, okay, you don't like me, then we don't have to rock. Like, it's fine. So I think it starts at home, like just making sure your child feels loved and 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 supported at home to where their peer group, of course, are going to want acceptance from their peers, but it's not going to be something that they lean so heavily on that it becomes mm-hmm. like I need to prove myself all the time. Right. Agreed. Now I have a question then. So how do you feel about like, because for me, like mm-hmm. social media, I didn't let my son go on social media until like way later. A lot of people yeah. their kids go on social media they make social media pages for their kids now, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you think that's a good thing? No, I think some things are inevitable and like we just can't stop them from seeing some things, right. but I'm definitely not trying to expose Jade. Jade is my three-year-old. I don't want to expose Jade to anything before it's time for her to do so. And then even with the Facebook and stuff, okay, you you are you have it. I'm gonna have passwords. Exactly. You 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 won't live inside of my house. So if I want to see it, I will see it. I do think that there's a certain level of privacy you should give your kids because they have to figure their shit out. But like <laughs> at five, six, or seven, no, like I need to be able to see all this. So I just think about it's just about being attentive and knowing what's going on and just kind of dealing with the cultural norms that's constantly changing. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I would say uh, social media is kind of low key a lot like dating now, right? Like, you know, how like uh, I mean, for the fathers out there, I mean, I know I'm not a father right now, but like yet, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> one day, just one joking. day, one day. But uh, but you know, uh, fathers, if you listening, I mean, you know, and mothers too, of course, but like. You know, like when your son or daughter is like kind of getting to that age where he or she is starting to like the opposite sex and everything, um, and just kind of like figuring out, like, all right, is it appropriate now to kind of let them go Ooh, out? Like, that's that's a good what, question, yeah. That's kind of what cyberbullying and, and social media world is kind of like that now. It's almost like you have to be that way. Like, is my child old enough and responsible enough to really be on social media yeah. and do these type of things these days? So, I mean. You know, props to y'all, because, I mean, like I said, even in my times of being, like, bullied when there wasn't social media, like, when I got to Memphis, it was a whole different type of bullying that I experienced out there, because I was like... You know, that's Memphis, You man. know, that's like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like hood bullying, right? Yeah. And, and it was just a lot of things. I mean, I just thank God for a wise grandmother that was spiritual and, and, and showed me some things that I had to learn uh, growing up, but it was crazy, because it was just like... In that kind of environment, I'm just blessed to have had a lot of cousins that kind of just, like, kind of shielded me in the sense of, like, if that person tried me and my cousin found out about it, especially my older ones. It oh, it's a wrap, like, man. They come pay that trip, and they backed off real quick when they saw how deep we were. It was just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you know the gang was out here. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you, know but, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, with social media, man, y'all just got to 
I mean, as parents, I would just say it's, it's more than likely just kind of treat it like you would with dating in general. Just kind of like, is it really that appropriate time for them yet? Yeah. You know, and, and of course, with uh, what Nina is saying also, just like make sure if you do at that certain age, you know, give them some privacy, but still be like, hey. Be very know, present. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want to see all your notifications right now. Show me the DMs. Oh, you know I mean? um, hey. Apple with iOS 12, they have this thing called screen time now to where basically parents can set different types of re restrictions on on like iPhones or iPads where after a certain time, you can only access this app or I have access to all these different things. So um, I know kids was like, damn, Apple, but it, it's, it's good as a parent to know that, you know, I'm definitely allowing you to not be super sheltered, but I still have some kind of control over what happens inside of my house. And that's another thing, too. I think with parents, you got to kind of lean into the times and don't try to keep your kids sheltered because they're going to get into it regardless. Yeah. I would rather see it happen before it happens and try to guide you and, and, and um, steer you and try to prevent some stuff from happening before it gets too late. I hope that I explained that right. My mind was going. It's, right. I've, I've had a couple of drinks. But. <laughs> you good. Yeah. I hope that we understood what I was trying to say there. Yeah, man. I was shoot. Shout out to Apple for just kind of being that low-key uh, parent that just want to come in. Yeah. Like, oh, I am shutting it down yeah, after yeah. 9 p.m. You can only make phone calls if it's an emergency. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. they that parent where it's like you can't even get mad at them because you're still going to come to them anyway. You still mm-hmm. going to get that new iPhone. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Facts. That's what's up. Um, ooh, okay. What what age do you think is appropriate for dating? How how old is your son? Oh yeah, so we gonna keep that in the wraps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think um, my dad kind of raised me like, listen, no boys at all. Period, and that's what it is. And um, he didn't meet Jude until we were like way serious. Jude is my husband now. So like he really didn't meet him until like a couple years before I had Jade. So like it just wasn't something that I ever, I don't know, dating was not really something we ever talked about or that I felt like was acceptable. But I have friends whose parents would like let their boyfriends like go out with them to different functions so that they were on a date but the parents were still there so it really wasn't like they were sneaking off doing anything again i would like to think that i'll be that parent but i don't know Hmm. i gotta wait until i get there but i just i don't know i didn't feel comfortable bringing boys around the house Trust, take somebody to know. Yeah, your father did right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Like, Uncle Chuck did not play, boy. He, nah, man. Like, I was, hey, I was just blessed that I was able to just come kick it with the family. Because you're family. Like, oh, family. You know, so it was like, I could be, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you good, you good, you know, you good, boy. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's up, man? We we hanging out, we talking, playing, lift weight, whatever, you know, yeah. like. Anybody else, man, it's just like, oh, yeah, I know he don't play, but uh-uh. That's cool. Well, I guess the, the, the moral of the story is, is be a present parent. And if that means I got to go up to the school and let everybody in there know that that my kid is not the one to fuck with, <laughs> then that's what it's going to be. All facts. Yeah, all facts. All right. So um, another topic about school, uh, Pibble opened a charter school in a, a little Havana in Miami called SLAM. SLAM stands for Sports Leadership and Management. And due to the success of their pilot location, he actually has 10 locations opening up nationwide, including one here in Atlanta. Yeah. And um, it's dope. So it's a school 
that accepts kids uh, sixth grade through 12th grade who have interest inside of like sports management careers. And um, I believe this year they had a 100% graduation rate, which is awesome. And um, Pitbull went on The View and said in an interview that he was inspired to do so because, you know, he comes from Day County. So it's like an impoverished area. They didn't really have access to a lot of things. And he felt that he was in a system that was designed to fail him. But it was a teacher that actually saved his life. Right. Which is powerful because it shows like how much of a role a educator can play in molding the future of a student if they take the time to, you know, actually reach the student or talk to a student or figure out what they're going through. So with that being said, have you all had any experiences to where a teacher either like really impacted you, whether it be in a positive way or a negative way? Mm-hmm. Um, of course. I mean, I guess the, what should I say? A negative way would be, I had a Spanish teacher when I took Spanish too, and all she did was sit at her desk and pass out worksheets yeah. and tell us to read. So I feel like she, you know, she kind of cheated me on learning my, you know, my Spanish lingo, you know. So Espanol, right. Right. So, but, um, but, you know, on the flip side, I had my Spanish one teacher was awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I remember my first grade teacher all the way in Germany, and I still remember her because she just loved me, and she always. Loved me. <laughs> right. So it's like you never know as a teacher, like you said, like as an educator, it is definitely, um, it definitely can definitely sit and you know take precedence in your life over your whole entire life, like you can remember like you know your teachers that really took the time to spend time with you and took the time to. You know, just encourage you or whatever. Yeah. It can be a positive, like, reinforcement in your life. Right. And I know sometimes it can be difficult for teachers just because they do have a very important, stressful job to do, and they don't get paid what they deserve at all. And then you have situations to where if you're just beginning, they'll put you into, like, a school with <laughs> quote-unquote troubled kids. So it can be hard, but that's why you really have to have a passion for it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say for me on that, uh, I actually had a couple of dope teachers in my life. Uh, shout out to Gwinnett County one time. Cause they're AAG County, Stupid Stupid Northside. Uh, uh, my first actual impactful teacher that I, I never forget to this day was when I was in the fifth grade at uh, Norcross Elementary. Uh, it was a real dope teacher. And uh, it was actually when I had just moved back to Atlanta. This was when I had first moved back to Atlanta. And I was at Norcross before. So what was funny was it was weird for me because I was like, I wonder if people are going to remember me since I had left. Oh, they remember. Mm-hmm. And there were friends who like remembered me and they were like, yo, Dwayne, so like, that's what's <laughs> up, you know? And so when I ended up in fifth grade, they were like assigning me, you know, getting me transferred and everything. And when they got me into this class, I was like, they were like, oh man, you're like, people were telling me like, man, you're lucky. That's your teacher. And I'm like, what's the hype about? So it was this guy by the name of Mr. Allman, but uh, he he was like probably the coolest teacher ever because he only wanted you to call him Mr. Allman if his dad was around. He was like, is my dad around? Y'all call me Mr. A. Like literally, he's Mr. A. So everybody just knew him as Mr. A. Yeah. But it was like a dope Mr. A because everybody was just like, yo, you got Mr. A? Oh man, hey, that's dope to have that kind of rapport with with them students though. Like, like, oh, he's the coolest teacher ever. I'm yeah. telling you, like, and and what was so dope? Like, this is stuff I remember about being in his class, y'all. Like, no lie. So like, the morning would start, and so like, you know, after they do the announcements, pleasure allegiance, all that. Right when we get into like the first subject that we would probably learn for the day, 
Okay, all of a sudden, I knew this is how I knew this teacher was cool. Like, he would just get everybody to stand up, get us in a circle, and then um, literally he would freestyle. Out the I'm stereo. just joking. <laughs> you would think that, right? Because <laughs> like, he, he had this real dope stereo, so he would pull out the stereo. And so, like, he would have us all in the circle. He'd be like, all right, y'all, you know what time it is. Let's get ready. So he'll play the, uh, I can't even think about the name of the group. I just know it's that old school hip hop song, and it's like, uh, jump around, jump around, yeah, jump. You know, yeah. So, like, so he would have that song playing. He's like, all right, now while this song is playing, y'all got to jump every time that hook come on where they say jump, jump, jump. So like, he get that energy jump. out so you can focus. Yeah, yeah. Like, he would have everybody yeah, get so. their blood pumping. Like he was like, all right, get your blood pumping. And then it was another song I can't think of that he would also play a little bit after that, but I can't really remember that one because jump around was the one that made it stuck to me. Like that was just crazy. Yeah. I think it is Cypress Hill. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was one, but it was like, but yeah, he would play that, and so then like, even more, I just knew like he was real dope into culture though. That's what really stood yeah, out. Yeah, he was because, relatable. You know, yeah. to those who know about Gwinnett, it's very diverse here. So like, when I went to Memphis, where I came from, that was my first experience really just being around strictly black, you know, all the time. But like when I came, even growing up here in Atlanta though in Gwinnett, it was like. Very diverse experience. So it was like people who were, you know, Arabian or people who were Hispanic or people, who, you know, black, white, all of that, you know. So like he um, used to do these plays and everything. So like when it was Black History Month, he would have all and all of his students, previous students knew the routine. Like they knew they'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember when we did the Motown, like we have a Motown night. Right. Yeah. So like every student got to play a famous artist from Motown, like. I think I played, um, he had me play Little Richard. And he was, <laughs> so he would, he would show us like footage of like, because he would record them, and he would show us the footage of like previous students that did the night. So we kind of know how it goes. Yeah. And the parents would basically, this would be after school. So the parents would come in, you know, have fellowship, have a little something to eat, and then they would sit down and watch the students, you know, like, you know, watch their kids just act out as some of their memorable acts. And so. The little Richard guy I played, I remember he was, it was a, a guy who, I think he was Hispanic, he couldn't really speak much English, but he played little Richard, and he was into it to where when he flipped his head back, the wig came off. <laughs> and so they wanted me to do that. They were like, all right, so I want you, they were like, so. You have to make the wig, the wig fall off. Yeah. It's like, when you put the wig on, we want you to flip your head back, and literally just, how your wig, how your wig come off, and, and that'll be a good laugh. So I was like, all right, let me see if I can pull this off, and we used to rehearse it, and when we did the show. I just whipped my head so far back that just came off and like I mean everybody cracked up and I was just like alright <laughs> I mean and we just did so many dope cultural things and I remember even when his birthday would come around we uh he would ha invite us to come to his birthday party it was uh it's not there anymore I noticed because I went through Jimmy Carter and it's not there it was there for years I forgot the name of it but it was like uh, a Mexican restaurant and he Literally would always go there and he would invite everybody to come. That's dope. Everybody was just hype. Like he was literally more than just a teacher to a lot of us, man. He was just real dope with culture. And that's what I remember most about him. So like teachers, if you're listening or if you know somebody that's a teacher, inspire that culture again, man. Because I don't know if they're still experiencing that, especially with, you know, what's going on now and how some cultures feel like they're underappreciated or, or yeah. you know, overlooked and things like that was real big because that's how I've learned to appreciate culture from every culture since having him in my life. And that's like fifth grade. Yeah, that was a while ago. We're grown, grown now. We're grown, yeah. grown, you know. And then I guess the second teacher for me was just uh, when I was in middle school. This is uh, summer hour. Uh, I remember just, again, that band reference that we talked about. And 
the teacher was Mr. Rozzy, and he was another one that impacted me just because of when I heard that man like play saxophone and how jazzy and cool he was and laid back, it just made me, as a person who naturally loved and appreciated music anyway, something about his style just really made me just really like you know, him as a memorable teacher because he just was that cool band teacher everybody liked. And yeah. Like, hey, man, you got Mr. Rozzy's class? Man, y'all lucky. Like, man, I wish we had fun like that and, then, you know, this kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, he was real impactful on the musical side of things with me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just say shout out to you educators. Um, I definitely have an aunt in Memphis who, uh, because to those who don't know, the Memphis City School System is very terrible. Um, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> very to terrible. It's, it's very terrible. Like I mean, over the years, I mean, even now to this day, they still got them wearing uniforms. This is public school, y'all, not private. Like public school. I'm actually yeah. okay with the uniforms, you but know, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm kind of cool with that. At, like at, at that time, it was kind of. You're like, not coming to school for a fashion <laughs> show. Yeah, they weren't. They they weren't used to it at the time. I think they're used to it now because Memphis City School kids pretty much now they used to the whole uniform thing. But I remember when it kind of first surface they were they were pretty upset about yeah it first, of course but, you know now it's just a, a regular thing but like uh you know my my aunt really just didn't really like the school system she felt like it could do better um because she knew that there was so much knowledge with these up and coming kids in memphis so she just took it upon herself to just you know because she was an educator she you know she was the book smarter all of my aunts, so it was just like yeah. she she started up her own charter school and and oh, to this nice. day she she to this day is still doing this y'all like she gets a, a class and it, it, it my grandma my grandmother that passed away is what kind of inspired the school she kind of was like the uh, first principal of the school before yeah. my aunt took it over when she passed mm-hmm. and so basically y'all like she allowed she just kind of really would raise the kids and she's got a heart for these kids like she'd be mm-hmm. in, even outside of the school while she's there for them yeah that's uh, what it takes yeah. something personally she's there for them she's giving them rides when they need it uh all of that and um and then when it's college tour season she literally picks out and shout out to the hbcus because she basically uh she basically like i got to my first college and it was an hbcu because of my aunt like she was the one that got me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but uh, she's They're a so big important. supporter. Yes, and every time it's college tour season, she will take them to Jackson State University. She'll take them to Clark Atlanta. She'll take them to Morehouse. She'll take them to Bethune-Cookman. Anywhere that's HBCU-oriented, she will take them, and they love it. Those kids have yeah. a class, and they get inspired. Like, And every year, she has a successful class that graduates, and they go off to college, and that's dope i think with teachers well what's dope for me is that i'm looking and you look back at people you were in middle school with or high school or college even they are now teachers you're like oh that person's a teacher but i like it because i know you so i know your background i know where you come from and i know you're going to be able to really relate to these kids because it was a time where I don't know, maybe within just our community to where being smart w- wasn't cool. You, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I'm seeing a generation where being educated is cool or being um, or being a nerd is cool or mm-hmm. having all these different hobbies or interests is cool now. So I like it. And I think it's important for 
educators like your aunt to instill confidence into their kids so that they do look forward to learning so they do feel like they can do it so that they do feel like okay I have an opportunity to to go to college which would be nice if they go to HBCU but just a college period right so I had um, a couple situations I had a negative teacher experience so I grew up in the Gwinnett County public school system as well and I moved from Nesbitt Elementary, which is in like the Norcross Tucker area, a very diverse school, to um, Chattahoochee Elementary, which is in Duluth. And that's right at the cusp of where Duluth turns into like the Alpharetta Johns Creek. So, of course, at that point in time, it was predominantly white. It was more um, it was more money in that area. So when I came to the school, it was like mid-quarter, and I was a student who always made, made straight A's or B's. So I got to the school, I got my first report card, and I made all A's. And my fifth grade teacher, Ms. Jones, was like, oh, you probably only made straight A's because of you coming mid-quarter. It is very hard for, for um, kids to make straight A's here. And I'm like... How you just gonna tell a kid? Oh, you you really didn't earn this. This is just because you came mid quarter. And in retrospect, I look back and it's like, okay, you planted the seed of I'm not gonna be able to do it. And I really like I think at that point I was just making A's and B's. I never made the straight straight A's again because it was always in my head I wasn't gonna be able to do it anyway. So it's very important as an educator that you instill confidence into your your students so they feel that they can succeed. And then my positive experience, I talked about this on Facebook, was in high school, we had a female and male mentoring program ran by Mr. Castro and Miss Wright, shout out to them. And um, one Saturday they had a banker from um, Best Bank come over and they taught us about balancing checkbooks and the, um, the um, importance of saving and credit lines and things like that, which is something that is, very important for us to understand being adults and like going out here and trying to is 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 establish credit and wealth and that's not something that you would bring to a school that's really majority black and hispanic kids and they took the time out to do that so i really appreciate them for that so you know i just think that educators are so important and when you have a good teacher or educator just role model within the school like they should be appreciated and they should be celebrated Amen. yeah anything shay any other experiences <laughs> um, i mean the only thing i would probably add to what you all said yeah a lot as far as like, we were talking about your experience with the credit line and looking mm-hmm. about things like that i also want to encourage those students out there that are going to be going to college to just Really try to get scholarships and grants. Mm-hmm. You have to do a student loan. Do what you have to do. But they suck. I really encourage, you know, stay away from that. Yeah. It can definitely hinder your credit over time. Mm-hmm. I speak from experience. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. All right, right, right. I'm going to also add to that. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> student loans are, are very trash. You know, like, there was a meme, actually, y'all. Here's what's so funny. There was a meme. And it had the uh, Thanos gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Yeah. And it was like, if you could snap right now, and since basically it just goes off of whatever you think about that you want to appear or disappear, it will disappear. So like, or student loans. So yeah. that was literally, I put that in my in my Marvel group chat, and like, 
That was the first thing somebody said. It was like, student loan debt disappeared. Let it be away. I was like, take all of it away. Or just any debt period. Just take the debt away and let me just start start over. Because like our I feel like we grew up with no understanding of what a credit was. Like it was like normal for parents to put stuff inside their kids' name, like or to feel like, oh, I'ma get this credit card, I'ma max it out and I'll pay them whenever I feel like it. Yeah. So it's so important to have um financial literacy so that you don't get into a situation where you gotta struggle to bounce back. Definitely, you can have no money. Mm-hmm. If you have some good credit, you can get some things in America. We we on talk. We definitely talked talked about that last week. Um, when when it comes to buying a home, like you could have cash money, and I mean cash talks, but like a credit score is worth we'll more than cash money. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you need yeah. a credit score. Apparently, if you got that white credit, it's like yo, you want <laughs> You want this this? I got you. You want this house? Cool. I got you. Interest rates be popping. You can't even get a place in Georgia. Like, your credit homeless. <laughs> and, and, like, buying or even leasing or renting here now is so competitive because everybody's coming here. So, yeah. Yeah, we kind of deviated from education. But either way, get your credit together. <laughs> Period. All right, and then um, let's talk about some entertainment stuff. So um, some new music or music visuals dropped. Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus dropped a movie. They're calling it a movie to Old Town Road, and I am infatuated. It's amazing. It's so good. They had cameos from Vince Staples, Chris Rock, Ha Ha Davis. And um, I don't know, I liked it because the beginning scene, you see Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus pull up to this inn or this cabin or whatever. And um, Lil Nas goes, I don't really feel like I should be here because they they weren't very welcoming to to outsiders last time. And then Billy Ray Cyrus goes, oh, no, it's cool because I am here this time. So it was kind of like a reference to when Lil Nas first dropped this, the single and then the whole country music industry was not accepting of him at all. And then mm-hmm. Billy Ray came and kind of put him under the wing, so now he's <laughs> so so now he's back. So I thought that was really cute. Yo, um, did y'all see that video yet? Do y'all like that song? I um, actually heard it. Well, I heard it from someone else's car. And yeah, I was like, okay. that song go hard. I don't, I don't care. Like, Wrangler like on it. my boot. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I, look, okay, like real talk, y'all. Just I work. Oh, yeah, just take care. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, I work. Uh, Check this out. Though. I work, um, so I do part-time work at the uh, Gwinnett Striper Stadium. So, like, I've worked on uh, when they had, like, a matinee daytime game. I remember, I think it was, like, Education Day. But Wait, I pause. Remember, I'm like, sorry. Pause, pause, pause. You say you work part-time at the what? Uh, Stripers. What's Stripers. that? Oh, that's the uh, baseball minor league team. Okay, thank you. you. Know, For those who don't know, not, that's not, me. Not, not, not sure. I am people. Not to be mistaken with strippers, y'all. I work at the um, Stripper Stadium. <laughs> I don't like it. They should have kept the Braves like they had it, you know, since right. they are under the Braves. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, no, like working at the stadium, y'all, like no lie, when it was like education day and just seeing all the kids like all around, I remember when they would play that song on the PA. Now, neither mind you, this is like North Gwinnett. Okay? Yeah. So mostly like white folk, but you got black folks in there too. 
So like, right. sprinkled in like I'm um, salt bay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially because it's baseball. I mean, come yeah. on, y'all know we don't right. really rock with baseball that much, yeah. but. We should, cause they get paid stupid guap. You better play that baseball. You gonna have an upper body that's crazy and some small legs, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's straight fine. Up, straight up. But uh, yeah, Lil Nas X, shout out to you, cause every time that song plays, no lie, y'all, kids of all races just be lit off of that song. Like they just start hopping up and just dancing all the dances you can think of off of that song as soon as it plays. So. Yeah, man, I love that song. I have to see that video. Oh, it's dope. It's good. It's great visuals, man. And then, like, I love that he did it because black people feel like country is a white thing. But let's be real, like, black people started a lot, pretty much every music genre, to to be honest. So, yeah, yeah, Nelly Ben did it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is a different generation, Dwayne. They're not looking at I mean, Nelly. I'm just saying, you know, I got to give Nelly some credit because he did. Yeah, no, high five. Tim McGraw. He did, he did. Everybody, it was, uh, it was a song with Tim McGraw. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, but he was ahead of his time because yeah. I guess it didn't get embraced to the point of like, and that was in an era where, you know, like, was in that rap. I feel like it, it was received as well as it could for that time. <laughs> like, like, cause it was definitely on mainstream radio. So like, he was saying, I remember like, it's in my head, like the, the melody, but I can't think of the words. Uh, I think it was like over and over again or something like that. Uh, shout out, shout out to Nelly. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was dope. And then, um, okay, DJ Khaled released his higher higher single Nipsey. with yes. Nipsey's son. Yes. Yes. I was I was like holding back to it. I was like, this is the last video Nipsey was in. But I think it was so fitting because like it's higher. Nipsey definitely um his his energy vibrated on a completely higher level than um, a lot of us. And, like, listening to it now, you, like, it just hits you different. Like, really, all all of his music now, it, it just hits you different. So, I think for this to be his last visual, it was appropriate. So, it makes me happy. Nice. Um, shoot, I would say... I actually watched that video, I think, this morning before I went to work. Actually, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was, it was super fire. And I would say I do find it kind of ironic and yet weird that every time an artist seems to die, there's always an inspirational like song, song. I could do before like, that. I think about Biggie, you know, like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, yeah, I'll be missing you, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I forgot what Pops was. I think it was uh, that song with Anthony Hamilton. Oh, I just reposted it. Yeah, um, it was, uh, it was uh, I know what I, I know what it was, but but yeah, it seems yeah. like they kind of and and I say this too. I feel like it might have been Smile. I think it was. Was that Scarface? It might have been. It might have been because uh, I know he had one with Anthony Hamilton too. Oh, no. uh, oh my god. I know what it, it was is. like something's paradise, uh, third paradise. No, I know what you mean. Like, you talking about the one where it was like he was dead already in the video or something? Yeah, it was something like that. Like, Pac always, you know, it was something like that. Um, Michael Jackson, I think, had one too, uh, around the time of his death. Like, I know it was with Rock the Boat because it was kind of like that too. Even though we know that that's kind of like a <laughs> body song, it still kind of hit folks when it, when it aired because it was like. Even just the visuals, it was very like peaceful, serene. Yeah, she right. was inside the water, looking like very angelic. No, I miss you yeah. song. Was that her on the hook or was that Missy? That song, I miss you. Baby. I miss you. I, I, no, I that was here, right? that was her song. Yeah, exactly. But they ended up doing a video with like everybody Without singing her, her lyrics. Right. Yeah. 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 That, that was dope. Yeah. 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 Y
But I don't know. I think when when people are living in their purpose the way that Nipsey was or Pac or just any of these other people, I don't think it's crazy to think that they may know that their time is near. You know what I'm saying? And they kind of start setting things in place so that when it is their time, you know, you do have this last amazing visual or this last song or I was able to set up my family to where they're going to be straight for until forever. So I don't know. I I'm, I like it. I, I, it's just, I don't know. It makes me feel away. Yeah, <laughs> it makes know, me feel away. It's, it's funny you said I was watching uh, Tupac Resurrection like not even a couple of days ago and it was my first time like watching that full because I remember I had seen it on and off but like that was my first time because it was on HBO and I just like got to finally see it like start to finish and like towards just about the end before they covered the part on his death he was it was like shows like an image like in the clouds and like you know you see the sun and he was literally talking about that literally just like you know even when at the end like I was just kind of curious about that like he was just like who shot me I have no idea, you know. I can't tell you, and it's, but I was curious about that because I was like, "Now, nah, how in the world?" Yeah, people they, bro, like it's weird. Is this something he just kind of prophesied or what? Like, how did they get this in the in the movie like that? Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I was I was talking to Aunt, Aunt Phil, and she was talking about. Um, you know, before grand-grand passed and before granddaddy passed, it seemed like they just kind of know because they start kind of clearing stuff out or they start getting prepared for whatever their next step is, whether they know what's actually coming or if just something inside their spirit. Like, let me just kind of clear some 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 stuff out. So, yeah. So, you know, shout out to Khaled. Oh, and Khaled also said that all proceeds from that single will go towards or will go to Nipsey's kids. So it's just everything about the situation makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. That's nice. The marathon continues. The marathon continues, baby, for sure. For sure. Um, last but not least, for what I think about this week, you as a comic book fan, what are your opinions on <laughs> Dwayne? What are, what are your opinions on Robert Pattinson potentially being the next Batman? I feel okay. like give the man a shot. Like, <laughs> well, come on. You know what is so funny about Batman as an entity? There's a, there's so you're at this point where you're just like, okay, so who exactly is Batman? Like, no lie, uh, one of my coworkers today was just kind of like he brought this up because he was like, now, nah, gee, uh, who is Batman? And then, so I said automatically, I was like, because this morning, the, the old original one from like the 60s with Adam West was on, I watched it a little bit to kind of laugh at like how corny it was looking at it now, but it was just like, well, at this time it was kind of what it was. Yeah. But like, what was funny about that was, yeah, I was like, Adam West? And he was like, yeah, he is Batman. However, since he now died. So is uh, Christian Bale. Like so is. Well, he was like Michael Keegan. Uh, from the first 90s Batman movie, like the original, mm -hmm. when it first came out, he was the first Batman since Adam West. So he was like, well, since Adam West has passed, now that makes Michael Keegan Batman. Like, he said something about it in an interview. Somebody asked him, and he was just like, I am Batman. Like, 
I am. I am him. Like, you don't have to look anymore. And he kind of just, he made it as a joke, but he was just like, yeah, and then when he dies, then it'll be the guy from Batman Forever. I keep forgetting his name. I was was going to ask what that was, because that's my first remembrance of a Batman movie was Batman Forever with, like, Jim Carrey. Yes. yes, Yeah, and, like, Tommy Lee. That's my first remembering of what a Batman was. Yes, that Batman, I think, was, like, Val something. I know it was Val Kilmer or something like that. Sounds about right. But he was, yeah, he was the the Batman Forever, and after that, it says skip George Clooney, y'all. So don't worry about him and Batman and Robin. Just skip that one and, and all. And let's just keep in mind, like when it comes to comics, there's so many different storylines and like in like universes. Like there's yeah. gonna be so many different. Cause for a while, I don't want to accept anybody being Spider Man other than Toby. But yes. but you know oh, what I'm saying? Like oh you have to accept the new wave. But you know what? It's funny you mentioned Spidey because I, I felt that way the same way until the recent Spider-Man. Yeah, and the and recent like, one is dope. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, you know what? That is definitely Spider-Man. I yeah. was like, that's Peter and Spider-Man. Like, people always, like, from different people I talk to, they'll say, they say this with Batman and Spider-Man because if you guys notice the pattern, and I guess it's weird because Batman's counterpart is Joker and they seem to be switching him out too. Like, if you notice, there's never really just one guy playing Joker and one guy playing Batman. Yeah. But Christian Bell, I think, could have stayed Batman, but he kind of wanted to stop playing Batman mm-hmm. after that Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. And Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight, which everybody remembers because of his iconic performance, mm-hmm. you know, uh, why he's so serious, all that. Like, if he hadn't died, he probably mm-hmm. still to this day might have been Joker because he, he did a great job as Joker. I think he had a lot of issues with that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, to those who don't know, I mean, the the movies kind of downplays exactly how sadistic Joker is as an entity. Like, he's a crazy, insane individual. And people who, no, well, I'm not going to say people, actors and actresses who really are serious about their craft, they can go into a place where they really become that character. And sometimes it's hard to jump out of that, that character you're playing, especially if you already have issues battling with, like, depression or anxiety or whatever tell me about it i mean and and you can't really get any darker unless you're probably talking like exorcist maybe Uh, jesus but you can't can't get any darker than playing even batman for that matter because his character in a way is kind of dark because if you're losing your parents as a child yeah in front of you like they're shot and killed in front of you and you know, you gotta. How do you bounce back from that? Yeah, you know, like so. Even Batman's character, to some degree, is kind of dark with just a light of justice minded. You know, but yeah, I would say give the guy a chance. I I did see. Uh, I heard he was from Twilight. I have never seen Twilight, not once, nor would I ever. I'm sorry. If I had a video camera, y'all would see how shocked I am. I'm sorry. That was not my thing. I don't feel bad about it. I would never see Twilight, but I heard, I do recognize the actor's face, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the dude from the Twilight movies. Well, you know what? Hey, if he kills it, he kind of looks a little bit like a Bruce Wayne. What was the what was the cartoon series where it was like, was it Batman Beyond where where Batman Batman was like old as hell oh, and then yes. he had like a like a younger new Batman? Ter- ter- yes, Batman Beyond. That was uh, Terry McGinnis, I think he was. I don't know, yeah. whoever they are. They were saying that what if that was the Batman mm-hmm. that Robert Pattinson plays? Like what if it's not the Batman we think? It could be a completely different storyline, a completely different universe. 
But I just like give people a shot because I mean we've seen worse. I agree. Uh, I would say it's like this, y'all. Um, you know, shout out to my boy Wes if you're listening because I know he. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I remember his episode on the on the comic books that I listened to. So I know you you in there listening, homie. What up? But uh, like real talk, I would say. He could possibly pay that because that's the only Batman that hasn't really been portrayed on the big yeah. screen yet is the Terry McGinnis Batman as Batman Beyond because he is kind of like a new millennial kind of Batman, like a futuristic type Batman. So like, and some people really kind of like him more, but it, that just depends on who you're asking. Cause yeah. Some people might be like, nah, there's only one and only Bruce Wayne and he's the Batman. You're not going to be able to please everybody because some people are like, I want to stick to the script. I want it the way it's been since the 60s or whenever the hell it came out. And then you have other people like, okay, I'm tired of seeing the same shit. Like, I want something different. I want something new. I want to see Robert Pattinson's fine self inside of a bat suit. Like, come on. <laughs> well, you know, I would say shout out to Ben Affleck. I was kind of shocked that he ended it so quick because I people crapped on him. At first, like, because they look at Daredevil and how terrible that was. And they're like, I like Daredevil. You know what? I hated, well, I wasn't a Daredevil fan to begin with, but I hated that movie from like 03. It's so funny how you look back at movies from like 03 and 05. Oh, man. They almost look cheesy now. No, the the, um, first Hulk that came out was so trash. Oh, my God. Look, Wes, I heard, nope, we ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah, we're not gonna get into that. So, so (laughs) are you pro Rob Patterson playing Batman, yes or no? Uh, I would say yes. I am, Firm yes. I'm always for giving somebody... To, look, Ben Affleck, he, I gave him a chance. If Ben can do it, out. damn it. Heck yeah. Then Robert can try. He can try. <laughs> I, listen, like I said. He can try. Y'all, if you're a Twilight fan, forgive me. I've never I seen love it. Twilight. I don't know his acting skills, but you know what? If he playing Batman... He's so dreamy. I'm just joking. Um, well, right. For that reason, he'll kill it as yeah. Bruce Wayne, at least. All right, there you go. Super charismatic. All right. <laughs> so that wraps it up for what did I think about this week onto our introspective moment. Introspective moments with Nina. All right, so this week I want to dedicate this segment to meeting Shay and picking your brain a little bit, getting to know you a little bit better. <laughs> um, today is my first time meeting Shay, but um, so, we're, yeah, we're just going to basically get to know her together. Um, we all know Dwayne from the Highlight Reel episode. If you have not already listened, make sure you go back and check that out. So he's going to definitely just chime in whenever he can and give his two cents. No, no. No, no. Is that his time to shine? Oh, it's like, it's like, Oh, see, brother, that's what happens when you set stuff up, man. Right, right. You, no, 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 I got it. You good. All right, so, Shay, would you call yourself a YouTube influencer, or are you an artist that just so happens to have a YouTube? How should I introduce you? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, hmm. <laughs> okay, so I would say a little bit of both. Okay. I, mean, I do try to influence people yeah. with YouTube, um, but I'm also an artist as well, so I okay. try to mix the two. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, artist as far as singing, correct? Right. She has a beautiful voice. Make sure you check oh, out. I, I heard your song on like a lot of your YouTube videos. Is it called I Love You or? Yeah. Yeah, I Love You. Right. See, I'm paying attention. Oh, a, a beautiful voice. It, it is available on all platforms, correct? It's on it iTunes. Make sure y'all check her out. But today, the team that I want to get into, honey, is this segment you have on, on YouTube called Single Hood. 
And did I say it right? You I tried to. I like it because it's like the hoodie hoo, like call out, like a call to action. Okay, sing it, single folks. Like, but no, I I love it, and um, Dwayne was actually on one of your segments or one of the episodes about singlehood. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about that a little bit because I haven't been single in forever, so I'm interested to see, see what it's like. But see, the thing about singlehood as well was basically me wanting to, as a single person, yeah. reach out to other single people, but not just single people, people that are married yeah. as well because y'all were single before. That's y'all true. can give us some tips, you know what I'm saying? And um, just to encourage people in relationships yeah. that are not married because I look at single as not married. Um, also, I feel like you're 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 answering questions that I had already, but oh, we're gonna okay. dig into that. Oh, okay. Okay. No, 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 you're um, good. But yeah, divorce, widow, all yeah. that type of stuff. Just to have a good fun, you know, good fun dialogue, healthy conversation. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot of men out there giving their opinions all the time, and I'm like, okay. I'm oh, I'm a whole lady. woman out here that right. has a very good opinion on what's right. going on. Yeah, Derek Jackson and it's some other. How do you like? What do you what do you what do you think about Derek? Yeah, um, okay. I do like Derek. I haven't listened to him in a while, but yeah. I like him, but I do feel like, you know, sometimes it's just real quick. Okay, you know what I'm saying? All right, holler at me. I just feel like he's pandering to women sometimes, like yeah, almost like he he's he's saying the things he thinks that we want to say, almost to the point where he's bashing men and and he's a whole man out here. I feel like no shade, like he yeah, makes no valid points, but right. still sometimes like right, you laying it on a little thick, my nigga. Like I don't know. <laughs> but there are times where I was in a situation and I would watch his video and I it was Ooh, it's like okay, a yeah, reminder. Yeah. Like, oh, man, yeah, yeah, you playing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, So, it's, like, I get what you're saying, because I would send it to some dudes just to be funny, and they'd be like, oh, man, I don't like him. Man. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what you're talking about. So, but I think a lot of dudes <laughs> don't like it because he's he's forcing you to take a look in the mirror, like, okay, right. am I doing this? And a lot of times they are, so, you know. But, okay, so let's talk about it. Are you somebody who feels like you're single until you're married? Or if you're in a committed relationship, you're in a committed relationship and should act as such? Right. So I do feel like I'm single in the, in, in the sense of I'm not married. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a relationship, I'm going to respect the relationship and the agreements that I have with that person. Gotcha. Not the commitment because I feel like, I'm sorry, y'all. Somebody is really... No, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so basically, I mean, that's how I feel about it because I feel like a lot of people... I don't feel like certain commitments you should make when you're in a relationship. I feel like people sometimes go too far before they even get you know, to the engagement or to the marriage. But I also do feel like you have to have that respect because if you are trying to get to know that person, mm-hmm. just be real. But if you want to date and just date around, then be real about that as well. And yeah. Just, you know, communicating what you're Communication, rule the nation. Dwayne said that the twoest biggest things is that it? Yeah, he was like twoest. He was like the the um, twoest biggest things inside of a relationship Um, is communication (laughs) and trust. But uh, we're gonna we, get. We're not gonna speak about those grammatical errors. No, I make up words all the time doing it. It's fine. It's totally fine. So, um, one segment you did. 
one segment you did, you said, like, these are reasons why I refuse to be a side chick, right? And the reason why I asked you about, you know, do you feel like you're single until you're married? Because I had a coworker one time where she was dealing with a guy who was in a relationship. So it's like she was a side piece. And she was like, well, I don't have to respect their relationship because technically you're single until you're married. But I'm like, but but you still a whole side piece, though. So that was why I asked. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. But at the same time. Okay, you can do that, and then what's going to happen when you get married? You know what I'm saying? And then you're still there. You know what I'm saying? And your whole time. emotions right, are there. Everything's tied up. Mm-hmm. And I even, you know, had a friend talk about a situation where they were tied up with somebody that they hadn't even slept with. They were just, you know, just intertwining yeah. a lot with that person. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, I'm catching feelings for that person. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's, we, we really need to stop playing. And people yeah. need to stop acting like they're so, you know, hard and they're so... Or they're know, emotionless. Right. Yeah. Like they have no emotions. They're so cold. No, I don't care. I don't, you care. Because <laughs> you care. Stop talking to them. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like, he has a girlfriend. Well, you, a whole girlfriend. A whole girlfriend. A whole one. And probably kids. You know, hey, hey. I'm a boyfriend now, fellas. You know, I can be the other way around. Uh, yeah, how, yeah. how do you feel about being a side piece dude? Because I see a lot I mean, of guys like, oh, I love yeah. being a side piece dude because I don't have to worry about yeah. the fights and the arguments. I just come through when I need to come through. Like, through right. and, and then um, I dip out. You know what? That's interesting because, I mean, I guess in my case, I don't recall, recall being a side dude. So... I mean, I wouldn't want to be personally, in my opinion, but if I were, well, I don't know. I mean, my moral is so different than like the average guy. So, I mean, I'm going to guess if guys are cool with that, that's just because they're cool with it. I mean, you know, uh, if they're you, running uh, from wanting a commitment yeah, or right, having yeah, 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 a real yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Like, they're just looking at it probably as, hey, man, sexual. I just get to be Very sexual. physical. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. Like, what else are you doing? You yeah, yeah. It's like if she's letting me get some, I'm getting some, and you get some, and, and she go back to her boyfriend and deal with all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and, and exactly. then it's kind of like, well, yeah, well, that's your problem. If he find out, just don't let him come see me or whatever. Because it'd be some problems, maybe. I don't know. But, but then at the same time, and that's the thing too, if if you're knowingly a side piece, and the main person comes to see about you. That ass whooping is valid. Like you knew right. better, but at the same time, like. Okay, if you're the girlfriend or boyfriend and find out about the side piece, don't only beat up the side piece. You got to handle your your man or woman too, because they're 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 more guilty at, at the end of the day because that other person did not make a co- co- did not make a commitment to you. Your boyfriend or girlfriend did. But everybody getting they ass whooped on my end if I find out. <laughs> Jude, the girl, her friends, everybody. Um, that's <laughs> I mean. Okay, so what do y'all feel about then, like emotional cheating? Because you know, I think like, it's very real. Yeah, and I know there was a pastor. I know y'all probably know who was in the blogs that mm-hmm. was doing that, and he was like, "Well, it was just an emotional affair." And I'm kind of like, "Okay, so what does that mean?" But you're a whole you a whole married man. <laughs> and you're a pastor at that. You're supposed to be saying well, the example, right? right. So I'm just kind of like. I feel like this is probably going to sound crazy. As a woman, I feel like I could forgive a one-night, drunken-night physical experience. I could forgive that quicker than I can an emotional tie. Because for me, I think that that means more. I feel like men are very physical anyway. 
So whatever the situation is, you're wrong regardless because you shouldn't be that weak. But if it's a situation where you just fell into a physical temptation, okay. But if I find out y'all have been dating and like y'all talk every day and like y'all have this bond and, and, and are really creating a whole nother <laughs> relationship, yeah. that's harder. That's a bigger pill to swallow for me. That's what I, feel. I got another question. I'm not interviewing. I'm just no. I'm just, this is this okay, is a dialogue. So, yeah. Okay. So how do y'all feel about this? Because I asked somebody this, and they really kind of didn't. They kind of anyway. Okay. So basically, the question is: Okay, you're married, right? Yeah. Let's just say the wife cheats on the husband, right? Yeah. So the they don't divorce. They stay together. They go through the process. They forgive. Five years later, the husband cheats. Is he wrong? Yeah. But she has to forgive him the same way he forgave her, though. And also, the second part of that is, if say he didn't, mm-hmm. say he wanted to divorce the wife for that infidelity five years ago, is that still valid? Because you know, how, if I'm just asking, because like I know people, some people look at it like from the Bible's perspective, where mm-hmm. it's like you can only divorce if you're um, if there's infidelity type of thing involved. So it's like, okay, well, is that still valid for five years ago? You cheated on me five years ago, now I want to divorce. Five years later, even though I stuck around, I say yes because who is to tell? Who is to say how long it takes for me to come to terms with how I truly feel about something? Because I could love you up and down and want this to work so bad, but it may have taken me five years to finally realize I can't get get over it and I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. And if there's no trust, then we don't really have anything. So I mm-hmm. I, I say it is valid. It it's, it okay. sucks, but it's valid. Yeah. Okay, that's how I feel. I agree with yeah. that because I feel like, you know, and like you said, it's like sometimes we try to forgive people and then as time goes, like... I have not, forgi- I have not forgiven you. It's right. been you five mean, years. You forgive them, you just can't forget. Every time you look at them, you're like... This man. Especially if you catch them. Mm-hmm. You're like, nah, bro, I can't have them. I can't Yeah. All right. So, any... any D- Dwayne's like, I don't even want to get into this conversation. <laughs> No, no, it's it's just a little tough for me just because, I mean, I'm not a married man, so, like, I can't... Relationship, man? <laughs> I mean, I, well, relationship, then I could understand that in a relationship standpoint. You you know, like you guys said, you don't... You forgive, but you don't forget. Uh, I think it just depends on how strong your mindset is and how big your heart is, really. Like, if you if it's big enough where it can take a little damage and still kind of repair itself over time maybe not like right away then cool but if it's one of those where it just there's still that little gap that little hole that little crack if it just no matter how many times you tape it glue it seal it it just it's still a leak still trying, yeah. yeah it still leaks and it's just like yeah I, I gotta completely just go to the repair shop and get this thing like completely reconstructed and and just reset then right is what it is you know like you know, communication and trust. I mean, the two is the biggest things in a relationship. I pick up. I definitely pick up on things. She does. I I I want to say too, as a married person, I think that when when you get into a position of or get into a marriage, you have to like pride cannot be there. Like you, you, you can't have pride and you have to have the mindset like this is a marathon, right? And we are married forever. Forever is a very long time. And you're learning that 
in addition to you all building together and going on your journey together as a team, as as a unit, you individually go through different phases and have to grow and things like that. So no, like nobody's perfect and everybody goes through different things. You, you just have to have faith in that person to know, okay, we may not be on the same path right now, but once we figure our stuff out, we're going to merge and be back on this same path. So that's where it comes into the forgiveness. Like if you're not at a point where you can put pride aside and learn to forgive and let go, you're not ready yet. Right. Now, okay, so do you feel like cheating is like a, like someone can be like, I was just going through that phase. I'm good now. You know what I'm I feel like, like every situation is different. Like, yeah, true. you know, I, I, I can't say I would never condone cheating, I, but I can't say that if Jude were to cheat, I would be like, oh, no, it's it's over. Because you have to look at the whole situation. What 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 drove you there? Was there anything that I was lacking in as my role as 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 a wife, companion, friend, mm-hmm. supporter that that made you feel like you needed to seek things elsewhere? Once once we figure out why it happened, if it came from you just being selfish and just wanting to go try something new, then that's not forgivable. But then again, I don't know. I don't know until I'm there. Everybody talks about what, what they'll do until they get there. So I don't know. Yeah, I had a friend that, um, well, someone I know that was um, married, and they didn't, from what I know, they didn't have intercourse for like six months. And I was like, they cheated. That's they cheated. a super long time. Cheating, yeah. Cheating, but I'm like, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I mean, I really agree with you about like the marriage. <laughs> I just keep clapping. <laughs> um, Sound effects. Right. <laughs> this is not joke. This is not joke. <laughs> but I really do agree, like, what you're saying, the marathon. I think mm-hmm. that's something. See, this is why. See, the marriage. See, the marriage. Yeah, we, we have to have a conversation, baby. Yeah. Single. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that'd be dope, all three. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that'd be dope. You see how we, we're building and stuff? You already sent up future right. episodes. You know it. But yeah. But yeah, but I, I, I mean, and that's, that was, that's what makes me sometimes apprehensive. Like, I want to get married, um, but I just, I don't know, man. It's just so much. Like, I'm the type of person that will go through the long haul with a person. Yeah. But then you don't want to be like a doormat. And this is what I want. This is what I will not tolerate. Exactly. And either you agree to these terms or we just can't take it further. Agree. You know what? It's funny that you should say that. Okay. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> he grabs the mic. It's <laughs> funny you should say that. I do right. have a few I, things I, I would like to say. I just want to give a little talk, man. I'm sorry. But, no, real talk. Um, it's crazy to hear that because I was, I was sitting here thinking about, you know, as I told you ladies uh, off air about, you know, what happened to me at work today in a sense, like, it also kind of made me think when you talk about being a doormat, like, it did make me say, like, a lot of times when I go to my, my, my homies who are married, you know, um, and they, they tell me, they'll tell me all the time, like, bro, take your time. Like, they got kids and everything. You know, <laughs> take your time. Like, bro, like, bro, like, bro, take your time. Take your time. Even at work, you know, uh, I had a coworker once, he was just like, Jamaican dude, he's just like, oh, you're not married? He's like, you're not married? He's like, oh, he's like, hey, Single, single, and living on your own. 
best times of my life. <laughs> best, best, best 10 years of my life. It's like I missed it. I didn't have to, I could come home when I wanted to. It was like, uh, all that. Right, he wouldn't yeah, try. Right. He's married and he was loving it, but it was just funny because it was like, when you talk, you know, but as they tell me, they'll be like, take your time. You know, I kind of sit and I observe. I guess it's like learning experience off of what they go through because they'll talk to me on a, on a personal tip man to man and I you know I keep everything confidential right, right. so like when they talk to me and say like what they go through with they I wife, keep everything conf- yeah. confidential but I'm about to tell y'all everything they just tell me no I'm just yeah, joking. No. <laughs> no like but for real for real it, it, but it was just like when they would tell me some of their experiences of like what they go through uh you know also just in that in that whole sense of like uh taking lead as a man kind of deal like I, mm. I kind of pieced that with my um situation today and the fact that I, I was like thinking about the fact that with, with women, I know that because I've been asking this as a single man with women, like, you know, when they say, yo, well, you know, no woman wants a guy that's like a pushover or a, too nice of a guy. And I thought about my situation that escalated today because my home, one of my homies would tell me, like, bro, you got that alpha male in you. I mean, it's in you, bro. Like, Oh, and it came it, out, right? baby. Yeah, he told me, he's like, bro, I've seen what? it. You did it to me one time where you put me in my place and I, I felt kind of like, whoa. You know, I was like, I did that? Like, for real? He's like, yeah, see, you just got to bring it out. So I guess I would ask you ladies, like, based off of what I learned today, because it was like, it taught me that, like, okay, so I know how to defend more than I thought, you know, even though nothing major happened, just the fact that my, my alerts went off to a point where I was, like, defensive in a, in a manly, strong, like, way, you know, uh, some of you could probably call that male ego at some aspect, but at the same time, it was like, I feel like at that moment, I kind of would say my one spiritual aspect I took out of that is, oh, I can be dominant when I want to be, you know, because of how soft-spoken and laid-back I am as a man, you know, so, like, if I need to be that way for my woman, for my woman, for my children and stuff like that, for my family, I can be that way if somebody's, like, disrespecting me, so, like, with you guys, you know, especially what you mentioned in Doormat, like, is that, is that kind of, like, a thing amongst males, like you, you want that? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, sis. I need you to go to Oh, I'm ready. Whenever yeah, you know, we going. Yeah, because I, um, I'm gonna tell y'all a quick stories and highlights of like ten stories. You know, like, <laughs> a, a whole novel over there. Right. Right. I'm gonna read his book and everything, but right. yeah, right. I was at the gas station like it was like a couple years ago, and the dude was just being rude when I went out into the review the restroom. And he was like, "What you doing here?" We trying to clean the bathroom, and he was just acting crazy. So I got upset, and I was like, "What's your corporate number?" And I'm just tripping out. And I'm, and then I went and told him, <laughs> "Let me call corporate." Right, right. And so I went and told my boyfriend at the time, and he was just like, "No way." And I'm looking at him like, you're not gonna, what? Go, you're not gonna go defend like, my honor? I mean, because it was like, <laughs> I didn't even feel comfortable go. I didn't even go to that, you know, racetrack, but I do love racetrack, shout out. But not that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was like, it kind of to me made me feel like, well, what if this is a real situation? Somebody trying to I don't feel protected. Mm-hmm. Like, that's for a protector, is definitely um, something important. Mm. Of course, you don't want no dude that's just out here, like you said earlier, like being all rah rah for no reason. Yeah. But when it's a purpose, yes, we definitely um, want to see that in a man because that makes us feel protected in our home, you know, our children and things like that. So right. Sometimes, like you said, you may have to have that reminder that you do still have that. And it's not always a bad thing, even though we look at it in society like, oh man, you lost it. But did you really, you know, you, you calm yourself down. You he know, tried to de escalate a bunch of times, but he, he kept pushing. So it's like, right. okay, so now I got to get ignorant. Yeah. Right. Like, it took that. 
Yeah, you have to do that. Because I remember at my old job, I had to do that to a lady. Because I was like in the break room laughing. And she was like, can you be quiet? And I was like, oh, my bad. And then I left and came back. I was like, hold on. First of all, who are you talking yeah. to? I was like, my mom was named this. My dad was I got pondered that. upon it for a while. You got <laughs> right. me all the way twisted. Right. I was like, And for some reason, it takes people like, like, like people will try you just to see whether or not you are a pushover for whatever reason. And it's dumb. Like, it's it's so dumb. I feel like you touched on a lot of things. You was asking about the doormat thing. I think it's the difference between being a doormat or just knowing to keep the peace and knowing when to become masculine or dominant when necessary. And um, I think why I really like singlehood is because I think something that some of us don't do is find find a place of being comfortable while being single some people feel like they constantly have to have somebody mm-hmm. but it's important to be single and to find that confidence and found that footing so that when you do get with somebody you already know yourself you know things you are going to take and don't take so that if you have to stand up for whatever you feel it's not going to be an issue because this is how I feel and this is who I am and sometimes doormats are doormats because they don't know like they just don't know or they don't know how to express themselves or they don't know how to be confident in in their stance or firm or fucking assertive or any of these other words any of these other words so that was just to answer your question i just want to say something to touch what you were saying as far as being comfortable in your singleness i mean i've seen people that go from being in a 10-year relationship or a 15-year relationship with a you know with a, a female and a man yeah and all of a sudden it's like i'm gay girls who like girls and i'm just like well what and I'm not judging, no yeah. shit. But I'm just saying, figure, it's like you figure can't yourself be with out. Yourself. Yeah. As soon as y'all break up, it's like, okay, I need it. And then they just keep posting, I need a relationship. Why Why guys be tripping? Why do you I'm like, bro, just maybe you take time to get to know yourself. Because at the end of the day, when you do make knee jerk decisions, you don't know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You're going to look back at them and be like, because if you was with a whole man for like 10 years, now you, I'm not saying it can't happen, but really. But then, too, like, we have to understand, like, it's something that I've learned. Because I've been with Jude since... I'm, I met Jude in 2009. It's 2019. It was only, like, uh, like collectively two years we weren't together. So, a lot of me growing up, a lot of different things that I've done has been with him. And now I'm a mom. I'm married. So, my top two roles are mother and wife. So, very little time gets placed into who mean is right so sometimes you look up in a whole year especially you're like damn I don't even know what I really like doing anymore I don't even know what what I want to get into so so it's important even in a relationship to take some time out and 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 learn how to be single again and not to go flirt or date or seek attention but but just to love yourself again and figure yourself out because 10 years is a long time you've changed in 10 years that's true, and I feel like we should do that, period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the thing, too. Some people get in a regular relationship where they just lose themselves, like they never know yeah. who they are. They just completely, it's like them two together. Every, and it's not yeah. all of that, but like you're saying, like. I'm very co-dependent, and I realize right. it. But it's okay. To, like, you have to be comfortable in your singleness and with yourself. That's what's up. Okay. That's what's up. So back to you. <laughs> Something that I've um, realized that on your post, you kind of have a caption and then below the caption, you have like a Bible verse, right? Right. So it's obvious that you are a 
believer in Christ and you also say you're like, hey, these are just my opinions and I'm not perfect. I deviate. Wooty woot, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it kind of made me think of Pastor Michael Todd. Do y'all know who he is? Oh, yeah. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Not that familiar. Okay, gotcha. So he is a pastor um, based out in Oklahoma. Um, he's younger, and his vision for his transformation church, he said, is to be a multicultural, multi generational church. And he's doing very well at it because he gives you a message that's easy to digest and very relatable too. So he had a series called Relationship Goals where he basically talked about what it's like to be single, what it's like to be dating, what it's like to be married if you're going through a divorce, but doing it in a way that that is pleasing to God, right? So what does that look like for you? Like being single, dating, trying to move move through these streets, but in a way that's pleasing <laughs> to God. Oh, okay. What does that look like? I wish I had a, um, anyway, um, okay, so I guess for me, I, honestly, it looks very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very genuine with myself and with God, <clears throat> excuse me, and I feel like um, I've made mistakes along the way. I'm not like, oh, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but I have went through celibacy times where I didn't, you know, have sex for six years, and I went through Jesus times Christ. where... I mean, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But, um, but you were strong, crazy. Mama. That's amazing. But honestly, it was weird because it was like, um, it was like in the beginning of my, I guess, really walking with God. Because I got saved when I was like five. Yeah. In Germany, I remember it. But I didn't really know God until I was like nineteen. That part. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I really didn't know know Him until I got in like my early twenties, and it was like I ended up at this church, and I really just started changing. But right. I feel like. It was necessary because it really just it really just purged me of everything. Like I didn't listen to quote unquote. I don't call it secular music anymore. That's what most people say. Yeah. I didn't listen to secular music. I didn't know what songs. If you ask me stuff from like oh three oh four oh five, I'd be like, huh? Now I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. But at this point now, as time went by, I feel like I just become more genuine and just more honest. I don't feel like I have to live under these religious laws and. If I make a mistake, I'm just damned to hell. I don't feel like that. I feel like I can repent. I can talk to God. I'm not going to just continue to do certain things. Right. If I do it, it happens. We're healing. And yeah. I'm move forward. And that's, right. and that's the thing. So for me, it's more like, and honestly, I've dated guys where we didn't even have sex. And honestly, I look, the only difference I would really say would be the breakup. It's not like, oh my God. Oh, he took a piece of me. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be the, the major difference, but as far as, like, you know, I don't feel like it made a relationship work just because we didn't have sex. Like, well, we didn't have sex, and now we have this perfect relationship because the relationship is still a relationship. You still got A, B, C coming together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were right. a team, and you're still going on this marathon. So, yeah. I honestly feel like I'm just, I'm really looking for a teammate, a person that we can come together, partner, and do things in the community, do things, you know. Yeah, do things in the community. Let's do it. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Los Angeles love kind of like hustling book was good yeah um but I think something to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying that's why it's important to have a courting process to where you really got to figure out who this person is you're 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 talking to because if you're just in it for superficial reasons whether it be them being good looking or them having a job or a very good job or whatever if y'all don't have the same core values 
it's going to become a situation where, dang, like, I feel like I'm going to be pressured to have sex now. Or, dang, I feel like I'm going to have to do this or else it's not going to work. Like, if you find somebody exactly. that's, that, um, that is on your same life path, it's not going to be an issue. If you, now, yeah. that, that was that was, oh, that was the other difference. When a person wasn't having sex and then we agreed on that, yeah. that was like... It's like, okay, so now that that's off the table, you know yeah. But I can say what I do notice sometimes with guys that are on that path, they can tend to be cold. Like, mm. they're like, oh, because oh, I don't want to get riled up. So they, they you know, I did a person that was so, very cold. So then they're not affectionate at all because right. they don't want it it's to like leave something. Like, gotcha. Like, and I'm like, okay, we got to go somewhere in the middle. Of right. Like, we can't just Could you hold my hands? <laughs> right. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to go. They didn't want to go anywhere. They're like, oh, no. On the Sabbath, I'm just going to be at home with my body. And there's nothing wrong. That's yeah. you, that's you. But like you said, you have to have the same core value. That's not me. Yeah. I'm, I respect the Sabbath, but I'm not just going to be like, oh, it's the Sabbath. I can't do anything. Right. I'm not going to be like, I can't go nowhere. I can't go skating. I can't, you know, I'm going to enjoy the earth that God made. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So y- yellow, just, fam. You can get real deep yeah. with certain things. So, yeah, yeah. I want somebody down to earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that. I'm like, I'm on a dating shit. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I like long walks on the beach. Right. I drink champagne from exactly. time to time. Read the Bible. Yeah. Every other day. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything to add as a single man? Oh boy. Uh, we'll give him the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I would say I have a quick question for both ladies because this is pretty dope. Let me sip my tea. Single <laughs> and married, right? Because. Ultimately, fellas, ladies, this kind of what the process usually is. It's like you're in your single stage, and then you're in that middle stage, whether it's friends or like in a relationship or talking, however you want to put it. And then there's ultimately that marriage stage. And then, you know, this is dope because you got a real good perspective of single long enough in a confident way, and then married long enough in a way where you've basically seen and done most of it all. So what would you say to somebody who was talking to another individual? Talking, people kill me with it. Right. We was talking or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, because <laughs> it was... because We were getting to know each other then, yeah, yes? Yeah, getting to okay. know each other and everything seems to be just about aligned in the right way. But somewhere along the line, I would say this person got to a point where it was like knowing that one likes them and they definitely like that person and you're like doing things the right way because you both admit that you fall genuinely for people fast right so you want to purposely take things slow in a friendship way i mean how slow is slow though this is why this question this this is not just for myself yeah. Off personal experience, but this is just for anybody that probably is in a similar situation or was in that similar situation. Like, if that person then goes eventually and says stuff like, you know, I'm in a vulnerable state right now where I need a friend more than the other thing because I don't want to have that stress of the other thing kind of taking on the stress I already have. And you understand that. And you've been basically nothing but supportive and understanding up to that point. Then it gets to a point where that person falls back on you. And they let you know, of course, they're going to fall back. But when they fall back, it puts you back in that spot of just like, okay. So, you know, because you've seen things. I mean, there are people who fall for each other quickly to where maybe a month they're dating. And then the next month, 
they're like together together and then the next month before you know it they're married and you're like whoa all of that in the span of three months but like they say when you know you know yeah mm-hmm. and it just goes but then there's those people who have also taken it slow and ultimately because they did that it still worked out to where they eventually did things i guess the whether you can call it the biblical right way or you could just say it was the natural right way right way like i wanted to make sure i know and marry my best friend and there you go so like just from both perspectives what would you ladies say for the situation you're talking about i want to say let it go let it go (laughs) like only because i feel like it's okay to be respectful of somebody else's wishes of okay i understand you've you've been hurt before i understand you're at a very vulnerable place right but it's also okay to be selfish and saying but i know how i feel and i should not have to be drug along and in this state of limbo of not knowing what the hell is going on because you don't want to just come out and say i don't want to take it there you know what, what I'm saying? So it's okay to be respectful, but if you get to a point where you're like, I genuinely like this person and I want more from them and, and I'm at a point where I can't just be their friend, it's okay to just let that thing go because you have to look out for you first. That's how I feel. All right. I mean, I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier, I mean, about um, core values and people having that same path. And I think, like you said, you started off the same and then somewhere in the other person veered off and I think instead of them owning that they really veered off when they told you oh hey I don't think I'm gonna do this they kind of try to play it like oh yeah they're giving like half-ass answers like they're kind of stringing you along Mm -hmm. and then it's like but then they really fall off which they already have fallen off they were just taking their time weaning themselves Mm -hmm. off of you because clearly like you said if y'all both have feelings for each other then that means y'all are both in the same place at the same time but they decided not to go forward and at that point, if you're trying to go forward in your life, you want something like basically what is the same thing she was saying, me was saying, is you gotta, you know, cut ties. And I had to do that. And it's like, it's, it's weird because it's like sometimes you may be intertwined with that person, you might work with them on something, or y'all may have some type of thing, but at the end of the day, you just have to set those boundaries with yourself and be like, you know what, I'm good. And if they try to, you know, weasel their way back in. Like, no, remember what you said? We good. Oh, yeah. We're friends now. Like, because some people do that. I mean, you you do want to think that people aren't malicious, I guess is the... Mm -hmm. but, But some people purposely keep certain people inside their life because they either feed their ego or they make them feel better when fucking they're going through something. And it's all at the cost of the other person because the other person wants... To be there for you, but you're being, but that person that's using this person is being selfish because you really don't want nothing from me, but for me to build you up, but I'm not getting anything back. So it's just important to kind of take emotions out of it sometimes, which is hard, and just look at the cold hard facts. Like she's not he he or she is not feeding into me the same way I'm feeding into them, and I cannot allow this person to. De- to like deplete me. Exactly. That's what I have to do. So that's 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 what I say. Yeah. So I would say this final little mini question from that was uh Neem, when you and you kinda like initially first first started Interviews out, over and no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say like how did that process did that process feel like it just flew by? Yes. Like was it just kinda like one day I met you and then 
weeks or months later, whoa, we got to this level that quick? We actually was talking about this last night because <laughs> we both watched your videos and, and like it had us asking questions like, so, so like, how did you feel back when da 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 So we actually had that conversation because when we first met each other, it was like, ooh, I like this person, so let's just go straight in to being boyfriend, girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And... In retrospect, it would have been nice if we would have been friends first. Because when you're friends with somebody, there's a different level of respect. There's a different level of patience. Because, like, with friends, like, your friend could piss you off. But in two days, you're like, yo, homie, like, I want to talk about it. I, I feel feel like you was out of pocket. But you're still the homie. I just needed time to kind of reflect. Versus if you're just in a relationship, you just, you, you're not really thinking about this other person's feelings. You're not as patient, et cetera, et cetera. But I will say 10 years has flown by. I will say that. But because we had, again, the same core values, the same goals or whatever, even when there was friction and we had to step away from each other, we came back and we were able to build a friendship at the same time that we were trying to build something else so if it's meant to be it's meant to be and it's not it it shouldn't be a super hard process not to say that there's not going to be times where things get difficult and like you know you be side-eyeing this person i don't know if i really even like you today but if if it's meant to be it's not going to feel like it's forced and i'm having to put all this extra energy into it's going to be times but it's not going to feel like every day damn i'm tired of trying to make this work I mean, that that really makes sometimes a lot of questions stuff. And I'm like, man, if I have to exert so much energy to deal with Is it even worth it? Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's like... I mean, so what would you say to a person, um, excuse me, or to a couple that was married and they were always in that spot somewhere it's like... Every, it's not like oh every blue moon it's not like every like all you know, the time they're always constantly like at each other's throat like they just really be, almost to the point where it's like man I married the wrong person <laughs> you know I would say have you really exerted all possible like all possible ways of getting out of it because in our community we don't want to go to a therapist even though therapy could really help like sometimes you need a mediator there or just somebody to just kind of vent to and who's not going to give you what what freaking you want to hear i would say have you exhausted all those options if yes then maybe y'all not supposed to be together and 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 some people will stay inside of a relationship suffering whether it be because of the kids or because of a fine or or because of it being finances i can't afford to not be with this person (laughs) you know what i'm saying like don't don't force yourself to be with somebody because of you thinking of what other pe- pe- people are going to think or because you think like it is a sin to be divorced like yo like if if it's not healthy if if it's toxic it's okay to walk away just make sure that it's it's a nice ending it's a nice breakup it shouldn't get into like hitting or screaming or cussing each other out every day like it should be a nice healthy separation Wow. Yeah, you know, I just okay. so, <laughs> you know, like, like, we were talking about these. I don't just say dudes, but people in relationships that are not married, but they're living with their significant nah. other, supposedly. But they they're not really together, but they are. But then they have kids, and then they're like, oh, I can't afford to move. But then they trying to have a relationship. I already know it's wrong, but I'm just gonna hear y'all talk. Are you? 
I don't really know what to say that. I feel like... Mm. I mean, I mean guys like that. They be trying to have a whole relationship. Like, I do, but see, but that comes to as a woman or as a man, like, okay, so if you're the outside person talking to this one woman or man, they say, hey, just a heads up, I do still live with, with, with my baby mama, baby daddy, because I can't afford to move out right now. You as the outside piece, you have to really ask yourself, is this something that I can handle? Mm-hmm. Me, myself, personally, that's no. a negative. <laughs> like, because I, I, I already have the perception that it's hard for a guy to let their baby mama go anyway. Mm-hmm. Then y'all, y'all live together. You yeah. really want me to think that y'all not... Yeah. Having no type of intimate moments, no, fam, I'm I'm right, good. But exactly. some girls are fine with it. It just depends on what you're willing to accept and what kind of relationship you want. I'm good on it though. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's bad. Dude, I, know, I know for a couple of years he's been trying for like two years. I'm like, bro, sir, <laughs> move out first. Exactly, <laughs> sir. No, he told me he moved out and then like, he got caught because I was just like, I just blocked him for like. Well, whatever. <laughs> I blocked him for like two weeks because I was yeah. like, he was just playing games. I was like, you know what, I blocked. Yeah. And so then I unblocked him, but then he was like, oh man, what happened? And I was like, you was playing. Yeah. He was like, well, I moved out, I got my own place, but I never seen the place. And then I'll say, oh, yeah, let me and then like, yeah, and then it's, like it's just weird. Like so, I can't call like during certain no, he, times. He, I got to worry he, about he, he Shorty like, being mad. Like, no, right. I'm good. That's fine, ladies. They sleep at night, every night at the same time. Mm. Oh, oh, my bad. My phone died. Right, that too. Unless you're Dwayne, because Dwayne's phone is actually dead right now. Actually but <laughs> <laughs> He needs to upgrade, y'all. Go ahead and let him know. Oh, so let me ask you this. Do you feel like sex within a serious relationship is a, is a, is like a, is, this, is, is a major factor or a break, not a breaking point? Do you feel like sex within a relationship is a determining factor on whether or not the relationship lasts? That's what Dwayne. For both of y'all. Oh, look. <laughs> um, I I think that it's definitely a part of a relationship because it just it really is, but I'm not saying that I can go doing it before marriage. It's just, oh, uh, y'all, I promise you. It's real out here in these streets. It's, it's real out here in these ATL streets. It really is, because you'd be like, I don't know, I do feel like not putting it, like I would, I usually say in the forefront, like as soon as you meet, okay, I have Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I do feel like sometimes when people get into relationships and you start really having those real feelings, that it's something that is harder to not do if you've done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and, that, and it, I, I find it with men, I feel like it's more something that they're looking for and that's the issue I have with trying to be I guess celibate or be abstinent because it's like you constantly meet people that's not they don't feel the same you know what I'm saying and then you'll meet somebody like I said that may feel the same but then they just completely like they don't know how to have a healthy relationship because like it's not healthy that we don't have any type of intimacy so I I mean it's 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 really a hard one honestly and I feel like if we want to go into the religious, you know, aspect of it, we don't really deal with it. All we do with it is, don't have sex. That's why when you go to church, it's like, ladies, lock your legs up. It's like, okay, that what, is about why what about teaching people how to have a healthy relationship so that Without, sex yeah. is not the only thing that they're thinking about? What about telling the men to 
actually tap into, you know, the relationships, tap into their emotions to an extent. Don't be like an emotional. Yeah, you don't have to cry with me every night. That's right. Fine. But, yeah. you know, I just feel like it's so much weight put on women. You know what I'm saying? No, it, 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 just, it truly is. I feel like women are shamed when we start tapping into our sexuality period exactly. when it even when it comes to this whole abortion thing like oh well she shouldn't have opened her legs oh well he knows he that he should have condoms you know it's just like men don't they they get off on a lot but that's why I like pastor michael todd because he was saying that he's like we need to have conversations in church that church steers away from because it's real out here you it's 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 hard to tell a 16 17 year old don't don't have sex period we need to be learning what can i do when i'm feeling weak or what can i do when i start having those urges but um your thoughts do you think it's important uh or determine factor (laughs) All right, um, transparent moment in the sense of... Sips tea, because this is my cousin talking, I'm scared. Look, (laughs) uh, straight up, I mean, for me, I am still a virgin. Uh, You're rare. We need to put you inside of a museum. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry, bro. Just give me two seconds. No shade, no disrespect. Okay, so why is it? Now, if I was a female saying that, they'd be like... No, I, I would like, still like clap yeah, too though. Dudes, but sometimes like, like, you don't have no experience. But with men, just like when men take care of their kids, they get praised and esteemed for everything. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Well, look, <laughs> I, allow me to applaud the ladies that have gone, you know, as many as long as possible without doing it. I mean, that's rare too. When I come across, I'm trying to see if I'm really. It I don't is. think I can count. Too many. Well, it might be. I don't know. I mean, I can't really speak because I tr- I try to be respectful of that whole are you a uh, virgin or not a virgin kind of deal. You know, unless right. unless it comes up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm personally getting to know you, like we legit seriously talking, then in the midst of our like dope deep conversation, then if it it'll yeah, be I just really love looking up at the stars and seeing Saturn. Are you a virgin? Yeah. Just kind of random, throw it in there. <laughs> just no, no, throw it no, in it, there. It just, it, I mean, it's no, just, I'm you know, I'm, I'm a, everybody know me. I, I keep it as real as I can, man. So, like, if I'm talking to a legit uh, lady, you know what I'm saying, if, we, if we're talking and, and that subject of that does come up, then, you know, I ask. I'll be like, well, I mean, are you? You know, and she'll ask me, and I'll be straight up. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, because. <laughs> I got questions. I got questions. I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. I don't use it to glorify anything. It's more so just if asked. I mean, what am I? I'm alive. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I'll be knocking them all back. Nah, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like, like, nah. I mean, I'm just being straight up when I say that. But uh, don't get it twisted with the fact that as as being a man and still having like you know that thing that men have. You know, yeah, of course you absolutely. uh, You know you do still feel those sexual frustrations or whatever you want to word it as, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but I mean, it is just, I don't know, like you kind of can mentally be strong enough to just kind of like, you know, deal with it or whatever. But I mean, we still, like I said, we still human. So it's, it's tough when hormones come into play. But what was interesting was I listened to a guy cast once and they were talking about, 
they were comparing men's sexual peaks to women's sexual peaks. Oh, ours happened. So later. this is this is this is probably where I need y'all yeah. input. I need y'all input on this. This is like true or false. Like real talk. One of this is true or false. True. I, I was told, <laughs> or I, I heard from that guy cast, and I was just listening to it because it was interesting. Uh, I heard from I heard a little the, I heard these guys mention they were like, all right, men's sexual peaks tend to be from like eighteen to about. 25 and then they were like kind of after 25 it's not like it go down or anything it's just sex don't be on your mind as much like you just kind of like they were saying stuff like a woman can walk around me butt naked or whatever and i'm not turned on it's just if she come and she start nibbling on my ear or whatever all of a sudden it's a totally different story because i'm ready but he's like with women they were saying, i need a refill yeah they was like they were saying women in saying y'all sexual peaks were genuinely from like 18 to about 40 in a sense like even if a male probably ain't really I feel like define sexual peak like do you mean like sexual peak meaning like horniness ready to go or like <laughs> sexual peak meaning like experience I know what to do like yeah, I'm, what is I'm, I'm gonna guess that's more so of the horny ready okay. to go yeah. kind of deal right. that's, that's, that's what it sounded like so for women yeah. I think it's yeah. when they're 30 like 30 to 40 yeah but I, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry. Maybe it's this. But, um, oh, I got, like, this two. is why we we oh, we we have these for this right here. <laughs> no, I'm clumsy. Okay, so. okay, so I got a couple questions for highlight real quick. Okay, so first question is: since you are tra- you were transparent and told us you were virgin, and I just want to ask a question about that. So, do you feel like you need to marry a virgin? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, man. That's a great question. <laughs> I'm actually yeah, that was a dope question. Um. Well, I would say with the person, well. listen, not nah, <laughs> so funny, right? awkward. Nah, um, nah, but uh, with the person that I kind of asked advice to you ladies about, I will say that you know that person admitted to me that they weren't one, and then they asked me, did I think of them any differently because? Oh, of girl, mine. if you still worried and about that, like, well, sorry. you know, and I, you know, because you know, they, she admitted kind of like once upon a time her way of showing affection was through that you know what I mean she had, okay, never, understandable. Really, she had never really shown this was that's what made this an interesting thing for me to ask you ladies about in that sense because for her what I'm my approach and how we were going is, is different for her because she wasn't used to not showing her affection to a guy affection like, equaled sex because right. that is what she was right. taught gotcha yeah, yeah you know and so with me it was just kind of like I mean with that I told her, I said, no, nah, I don't look at you differently or feel differently you about that because, first yeah. of all, I respect it because you actually told me this. Yeah, you kept And then butt. you admit it. You were like, I mean, you know, of course it's been safe. I've been tested every time. There's nothing that's happened. And I'm like, cool. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't judge a woman off of it, how many times you've done it, if you've done it, was it forced upon you, whatever, or, or if you're just straight virgin. I mean, I look at it as if we vibing, the sexual stuff just comes when it comes, you know what I mean? Like, if the subject come up and it just so happens we feel in each other and you probably have had experience a lot more than I have, then by all means, it's cool. Show me some things and let me kind of grow up. Show know? me. Wait, 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 Show wait. me how to love. Nah, nah, I was saying, like, but straight up. Go, go, go ahead. All right, so we, we, got, we got a little girl in the hot seat. See, he don't be scared to come back to single. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole nother about this one. I want to ask you, I don't want, you don't have to... Hmm. Oh, 
Just ask. Okay, fine, fine. fine. <laughs> Just ask. I'm gonna be like, hey, Shay, just put me on the side. <laughs> All right, so okay, so you mentioned earlier the sexual frustration. Um, how, okay, I'm just ask you like this: How do you feel about like masturbation? Great question. Mm. So I'm sorry, I just had to ask. Uh, how do I feel about Cause, that? Because well, and then to piggyback off of that, mm. does celibacy mean no yes, masturbation right. either, or or does celibacy just mean I'm not like having actual intercourse? You know, that's very interesting to really even, I mean, for myself to answer that because I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty curious on that because even on a spiritual aspect, I would ask that question. I mean, from what I've learned from as we, when we talked about how churches kind of somewhat need to touch on that subject more. Mm-hmm. I mean, my times are going to Victory World, which Neen knows about Victory, Victory World, World Church. Yeah, North Cross location. North Cross, Georgia. Because yeah. okay. uh, they got like three locations now, but we know, I know they still are. Right. You know, we, we, came we are OG up, Victory yeah, World outreach members. Yeah, we came yeah. up on that North oh, Cross location. Well, yeah, like with the small. Well, back then when me and Neen was going, it wasn't even nowhere near the big level oh. it was at. It was, it was, it was like that one up. little building yeah, with was, like summer camps. Yes. <laughs> Many vacation Bible school there, but nonetheless, uh, on the real though, I remember just some of the young adult services because uh, they have this thing called fusion on Tuesday nights, and I remember at times hearing like sermons here and there that would talk about even masturbation being kind of like towards the the demonized sinful kind of way of things. Yeah, they say like, you're not supposed to like it. if you're really trying to maintain pure both spiritually and physically, like how the devil will mess with you and make you kind of think that even that's okay, you know, but at the same time, it wouldn't be a shameful thing to people where they're like shaming you about it. They're just saying, Hey, you gave into a weak moment. Just pray. And Listen, know, like, all these toys out here. Yeah. Mean, but I mean, yeah. I went into, uh, what was that store? Spencer's. Spencer's? Yeah. I went in First there of all, time. that's like PG. That, okay. Well, yeah, it probably yeah. is. I mean, yeah. They have Bluetooth. Listen, it's that a whole is. new world out there. Okay. Well, hey, I remember since since we had that conversation about them little dolls that one time. Remember you told me about oh, that? Oh, I found out about those through you because I was. Oh like, no, those are real. Like they look real. I was like, I had what? to um, yeah, I had to unfollow somebody because I'm like, man, please. Yeah. I, was, so, I didn't want to see like she on there with the video. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but no, I've I've learned even Jude told me because I didn't know masturbation was was um, considered a sin. It wasn't until I met Jude to where he kind of told me about that because Jude's father is like a pastor too, so he knows he he kind of has been taught the Bible in a different way. Ooh, I'm dropping stuff too. All right, so, <laughs> mostly number four. Um, so I guess we would say that would be included inside of celibacy. Yes. yes. So my question to you is, are you nervous about marrying somebody, not knowing what the sex is like, being like, this is forever, and then also not really being experienced yourself? Like, is there any insecurity? Like, damn, I hope that I'm going to be able to, like, perform. perform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. I know you like listen. I'm, listen, I'm sick of this. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, straight up. Um, I mean, I guess confidence is everything. So on a on confidence fact, like, I'm not afraid to know that whoever I'm with, it, when that time comes, that it'll definitely, definitely be as definitely. You see how you just be making up words? <laughs> <laughs> that was total accident. Sorry, the two is biggest. Y'all, scratch that out so I ain't hear that. But it's all good. Uh, 
But uh, now, nah, real talk, I just, it's confidence. I mean, um, grown man confidence or just manly confidence. Whatever you want to call it, fellas. There's know. a thing out there, sorry, called big dick energy. Oh, wow. Okay, well. Maybe that's what you're <laughs> tapping into right now. I don't know. Sorry, you're talking about Right. No comment, no comment on that. But look, straight up, straight up. I just, I mean, I feel confident at that time. But I mean, like I said, um, with whether it's a woman who is a virgin or whether it's a woman who is not, whomever God lines up that is for me at this point, it's just like when that time comes and like you said, where it's like, yeah, this is forever. Because what's funny is just as a single man and as a virgin man, like talking to spiritual married friends and not so spiritual friends who are, whether they're married or not, they, they didn't did it and had experience. Like... <laughs> People, I've been hearing that this sex thing is as overrated as all girls. Like, says who? Yeah, that's what I. I mean, that's what I've heard. Now, I'm not saying it is. I mean, I guess it depends on. We we gonna have one more rebuttal because we feel away over here. (laughs) (laughs) Look, y'all tell me because, like like I said, I mean, I I, again, I feel like I know how to. You first. (laughs) Yes, ladies, go right ahead. I don't know, y'all. I ain't talking this much. Show. <laughs> <laughs> right, we gonna need a part two at this okay, point. So, see, and that's the thing about it, and I do think that's why God told us to just go ahead and get married. Because once you have different experiences, um, it kind of can change that aspect of what you're saying. Because you may have somebody that's really, really good sexually, and then have somebody else that's like, eh. and then that does make you be like, eh, when I get married. But I will say this: if you have a chemistry with a person, period. Before you get married, y'all, the friendship, the chemistry, y'all yeah. vibing. I, I think, I mean, it can't be <clears throat> limits, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, I do have another question for y'all. Because oh. you mentioned the whole size thing. Now, I did have a friend tell me about another friend that do ask about size of if she dates somebody of their, you know, pink pink. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so are we having the debate of is it the size of the boat or the motion of the ocean? I mean, is is that the question? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't want because because there 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 is a such thing as just like (laughs) this is this is like disrespectful. Yeah, no, there's a such thing as being like disrespectfully small. Like there's a like 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 there's a point, but I think. You had a point with it's really about chemistry. I think that sex sex really is a connection. It really is spiritual. And that's why you shouldn't just be out here giving it up to everybody. And that's why, like you said, after a breakup, you've, without you even knowing, you've really give, given a tiny piece of yourself to this person and they're walking away with it, right? So for you, the confidence is key. And I feel like... Before you go into marriage, period, you have to make sure that this is somebody you really vibe with, that y'all do have a connection and that it's here. Because for women especially, sex really for us is a a mental thing. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional thing. It's a connection. So as long as we have that there, like the sex is going to be bomb. And confidence, Mm -hmm. you got to be willing, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, try things to, 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 you know, we can't just do the same thing all the time and to be comfortable with each other and not be shy to try some things. So (laughs) I think technical difficulties, whoopsies, technical difficulties. Once again, (laughs) that always happens whenever Dwayne comes. It's definitely not the energy. This is the fact that 
we have great conversations and sometimes the phone's like, okay, wait, hold on. It's just too much heat. We can't take it. We can't take it. But um, we pretty much got a lot out. I feel like at this point we're going to need a part two because I could literally sit here and talk love and relationships with y'all for hours. But I know my listeners are like, all right, bitch, I done gave you two hours already. Like, I'm done. <laughs> so um, before we get out of here, I would love for you guys to plug yourselves. How can everybody find you, Shay? Alright, y'all can find me everywhere. Nah, y'all can find me on, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, my music page is at Shasha Sings. So, C is in Charlie, H A S is in Sam, H E Sings. And the singlehood page on Instagram is at singlehood underscore. I'm on Facebook too, you know, Shasha on Facebook. You can find me there as well. And of course on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Um, it's under um, Shasha Sings as well. Nice. And I'll be sure to actually put that inside the episode description as well so y'all can see it visually what, what those tags are. Don't forget to go download I Love You on iTunes. Yes. Download that single. Yeah, all Thank you. All that. Well, y'all already know what time it is. Uh, shout out to those who remember, but if not, follow <laughs> your boy um, on Instagram and Twitter. Highlight Life. H-I-L-I-T-E Life. And... Uh, all things highlight real H I L I T E real on YouTube and everything else, Facebook, all that good stuff. That's what's up. That, that's what's up. Thank you both so much again for coming over and having this conversation with me. It was so much fun. For, for everybody tuned in, make sure you um, give me some feedback, whether it be through DMs, Facebook Messenger. If you have my phone number, text me. Make sure you share, um, subscribe to the podcast. <clears throat> and again, thank you so much for checking in with me for a little bit of classy fuckery. And I will see you next week on What I Think About This Week. <laughs>